Hello, everybody, and welcome to GWiz, your family-friendly podcast where we discuss D&D Onslaught, Dice Masters, Heroclix, and the other entertaining games made by WizKids. I'm WizDad. I'm your pre-release prick. I'm often duplicated, and I'm full of stuff you don't really want. I will be your guide for navigating the competitive and casual scenes of the WizKids Triforce of Gaming. It's Heroclix Friday. Today we are finishing our Wheels of Vengeance set review. We've got the super rares, chases, and legacy figures to go. Before we go too far, though, let's talk about the WizKids progress report. Kowalski, progress report. If you didn't hear on the Wednesday Onslaught episode, um, I talked a little bit about some of the releases in November that have already come out. So definitely check with your local store. I know... Um, there have been screenshots of the Wakanda Forever Organized Play Kit having already been released. Uh, and keep in mind, these Organized Play Kits are very much like the ones of old, except they're organized a little different. Um, whereas before, I believe you got like three of every figure and like maybe a map. I can't re remember. It's been a while. Now you get, there are still, I think, three figures but there are also a team-up card or a legacy card or something tied to them. I don't think there's a map that comes with them anymore. I think they kind of got rid of that and added the uh, the legacy or team-up card. Uh, if you look at the figures, they work really well. It's a Captain America, a Black Panther, and a Shuri. Looks pretty cool. Definitely check it out. Your local should already have them. Well, or hopefully have them. Um, things I don't really talk about much on the podcast, and I mean to. Don't forget that there are other releases besides Heroclix, Onslaught, and uh, Dice Masters. The A whole bunch of Critical Role unpainted miniatures have just dropped for the beginning of the month on the 1st. That includes a lot of the, um, like, Lucian, you've got the Cobalt Golem, you've got Percival and Cassandra de Rolo. There's a lot of them, and they're now unpainted minis. I know they've come out with a lot of Critical Role sets, box sets, and every time I go to want to buy one, it's usually a little too pricey for me because, you know, they're pre-painted and pre-painted miniatures are a premium. So if you're looking at a box set, it's like 70 bucks. For me, that's a little too much, but these unpainted ones, sure, I, I've been dabbling and painting miniatures and um, I'm down for it. Can't wait. There's a lot of miniature releases coming this month. The Critical Role ones are the ones on uh, on the 1st of November. Then we have some Pathfinder and D&D Nalzer's Marvelous Miniatures that are dropping also on the 15th. So kind of the 1st and the halfway point of November is where a lot of those come out. And some of these ones for the Marvelous Miniatures are pretty neat. There's a Reborn Paladin and, and Warlock. There's uh, a Flail Snail. I'm thinking about picking up the, the flails now. But there's also the WizKids Deep Cuts Dog Companions. So giving me some little dog miniatures, 100% I'm on board. Also, uh, speaking of on board, board games, the Jock Mock The Winter Market came out two days ago. Um, I saw this one at Gen Con. It's gotten a lot of good reviews. I wanted to pick it up because I think they were selling some copies or or just previewing them, but it looks like an incredibly fun game. Um, I might try to pick it up and then talk about it on the podcast or do a video about it, but that released two days ago, so on the first, so definitely check that out as well. And then obviously 
Wheels of Vengeance comes out on Wednesday, so if you haven't already gone through pre-release, I know locally we got our, we usually get a, ca a case for pre-release, and then we get our release stuff, which is like two cases, and you know, the, the play at home kits and all of that. Uh, those are set to come out in five days, so that should be Wednesday? Yeah, should be Wednesday. So keep that in mind, this coming Wednesday the set will release. If you're wondering why there hasn't been much out there, well, because we're still smack dab in the middle of pre-release. That just happens. It's kind of that awkward period where you mentally think, oh yeah, the set's out, and then realize, oh no, it isn't. <laughs> it's not out. We're still in pre-release. So if you're still trying to hunt down figures, I don't own any of the set yet. Um... Like I said, our pre-release stuff just came in this week, and we're hoping to host one on Saturday. So I'm I'm hoping to pick up a few of this set. Um, it's definitely very interesting. I think there's a lot of pieces that are going to be utilized, and definitely some pieces used, utilized in the meta, but uh, it's better than advertised. The starter set also drops a week later. Uh, the DC starter set. We've already got the Marvel one. Uh, we haven't seen anything i think about the dc one like any of the figures so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what those are and then finally kind of rounding out the the rest of november the guardians of the galaxy holiday calendar is supposed to come out on the 15th as well so just keep an eye out for that they also have the wheels of vengeance dice and token pack scheduled for the 15th which is kind of odd i wonder if that was meant to be the one before and then once again, if you haven't pre-ordered it, it's probably too late, but you probably need to. The Marvel Hero Clicks Iconics Hall of Armor. We already saw one of them. It's got Shifty Focus Iron Man stuff. I love it. I, I'm i hoping I have it pre-ordered. I need to go check with my local to make sure that we have an extra one on file. Because from what and you may have seen memes about it on Facebook, I'll tell you what, some of these Iconics, man, are... They're getting hard to find. If you don't pre-order or you don't order it when it comes out, they're not staying on the shelves. They're selling out. So if you're not sure of whether you want an Iconics figures, as soon as you get the cards, make a decision and either pre-order it if it's not out yet or see if your local could get one because some of these have been hard to find. I'm still looking for Nightfall. So just keep that in mind. So let's go ahead and go into Fishing with WizDad, where we're going to round out the rest of our set review, starting with the Super Rares. Get your gear, little man. We're going fishing. And I mean now. So I was hoping when I got to the second part of the set review, I would have had more experience with the set, having played in it. But unfortunately, like I said, we did not get our pre-release stuff until this week so I was not able to play it over the weekend but if you haven't heard the rest of my set review uh, I do a decently deep dive into the comments and comments and rares in last week's episode also talking about pulp a bit um, obviously we won't be talking about pulp today because none of the figures we're talking about will be legal um, unless we get into I don't think there's starters in this so um, yeah, so if you're looking for pulp advice, check out last week's episode. I go over what figures I think will crack the meta. But let's go ahead and kick things off. Man-Thing, 038. 90 points, only 6 clicks, but he, um, he has a thing that makes him harder to KO, so that's why 
even though he's not in the golden ratio, he's kind of okay. He's got plasticity when Man-Thing is damaged by an opposing character within four squares. After resolution, she may place him adjacent to that character. Cool. And then here it is. Man-Thing takes a maximum of one damage from attacks, can't be healed, and can't be chosen for Mastermind. Protected Pulse Wave. Sweet. So he's a, a, a hard to KO character. On the third through six clicks, he's got poison, and when he uses it, he instead deals damage equal to half his click number, which is up to three if you get him on his last click, so that's kind of neat. And then he's got toughness. When this character is generate, uh, when this character is revealed, when this click is revealed, after resolutions, generate a water terrain marker in Man Thing Square. He's interesting. Um, he ignores elevation and blocking for movement purposes, but he doesn't destroy blocking. He just moves through it. He only has phasing. Of course, I know you could give him a, a hell cycle or a um, just a motorcycle if you wanted to, to give him some movement attack. He does have 12 attack, 3 damage, exploit, top click, and that's not bad. I, I don't really see him seeing much play on his own. He does have monster mystical. So he could come out on his not last KO click and actually be kind of formidable uh, as a pilot, I should say, because he is sidestep 12 for 4, Battle Fury, but he has he's on click 6 and he has that poison ability. So he would deal 3 damage poison uh, when he's generated. Um, I think I'd have to read how when they're gen I think it's when they're generated or they're placed. Yeah, you generate the chosen character from your sideline on its last non-KO click, so you're not placing them. So when Electra's KO'd, Man-Thing comes out. Now, of course, Man-Thing could just be be just hit once and gone. But if you don't have some of the, you know, premium, high, you know, highly desirable pilots, Man-Thing's not bad. 12 for 4 attack plus that 3 damage poison could be pretty good. And he has plasticity, so they're going to have to probably try to deal with him so overall not bad he is i believe yeah he is unique so uh, you know you could do worse it's a pretty cool sculpt zad kiel at 039 200 points so this is a big big boy he is free and opposing and oh i'm sorry an opponent generates a spirit of vengeance bystander friendly to their force in any square on the map edge then zad kiel chooses a listed effect to use until your next turn your options are regeneration as free modify attack and defense plus two pulse wave as free then another trait opposing characters can't use stop and then zadkiel deals penetrating damage to characters with two action tokens that's neat uh, the spirit of vengeance that you would give someone has hypersonic exploit 11 for <laughs> 11 for two with super senses and when spirit of vengeance is given a second action token ko it i think because the spirit of vengeance is so good i don't know the problem with these type of tent poles he does have power cosmic or cosmic energy so he can't be outwitted but he doesn't do enough i guess for 200 points he's 11 clicks that's okay like that's an okay amount 100 points is decent enough to add some pizzazz to it he does have herald mystical cosmic deity so you can add some things to him like we know we're getting the avatars 
uh, from Moon Knight later in ne uh, next phase. So because he has Herald, you could maybe give him one of those for free. Uh, probably not Conchu, because Conchu gives you prob and he already has a top dial. But, um, you know, if I'm looking at Zadkiel, he's okay. He's probably going to be one of those super rares that's like 10, 15 bucks. I don't think people are probably going to play him. Uh, I don't think he does enough because he only has energy explosion. 8, 12, 19, 5 stats. Those are good stats. But single target energy explosion isn't it cutting it in modern. Uh, I know he deals penetrating damage to characters with two action tokens, but okay. He doesn't reduce penetrating damage. Uh, and he only has impervious. If he had invincible, maybe now we're talking, but Zadkiel's probably better left on the sideline, to be honest. Uh, he's an okay pilot to bring out 11 for 3 because he has mystical. But even then, uh, even then I'm not sure. Like, even if you give the Spirit of Vengeance and b bump him up to a 14 and a 21 defense. I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of um, hoping your opponent doesn't roll well. And in my opinion, your opponent typically rolls well. Ghost Panther 2099. That's 040. 90 points for 8 clicks, so that's just on the cusp of the golden ratio. Has traded, perplex, and shape change. When Ghost Panther 2099 is KO'd, you may choose a friendly character with the robot keyword. This game, that character has this trait. Protected Pulse Wave. Use that character's name in place of Ghost Panther 2099 in this trait. So, Cyber Ghost, basically, when Ghost Panther goes down, you can choose a robot keyword character and they get perplex and shape change and then if they go down then it goes to the next person so it keeps going because of the way that it says use that character's name in place of ghost panther 299 in the trade so that's neat um that's cool i don't know if it's 90 points worthy let's see what else it does toughness when ghost panther 299 clears action tokens heal her one click for each token removed all right that's neat just traded toughness and then a special attack power on the first four clicks, Blade Claws Fangs. When Ghost Panther 2099 uses it before rolling, you may choose a number up to four to be the minimum result of the D4. If you do, after resolutions, deal her unavoidable damage equal to half the chosen number. Okay, that's interesting. So you could just automatically do four and just you'll take two damage if you do so. But you could just say, okay, I'm going to come up here and I'm just going to roll and do four damage. I'm going to use blades and I'm choosing to do four. That's a, that's all right. It's not bad. Or the downside to Ghost Panther 299, I mean, good keywords, Avengers, Defenders, Wakanda, Warp World, Future, Mystical, Robot, Scientist, good. 90 points is kind of a lot. Middle of her dial is just flurry, so you probably want to give her a hell cycle. She's only got two dial, uh, two damage most of her dial. She has three in the midst of it. So you're having to rely on the Blades Claws Fangs, which is not ideal. Uh, 90 points is probably too much for this. Maybe if she was cheaper, 70. Um, I think they put a little bit too much baggage, too many points in that Cyber Ghost trait of Perplex and Shape Change. Because honestly, Robot's in an okay place, but it's been in better places like you have obviously um like you have uh ultron you have um omac you've got some pieces out there uh you have the nimrods 
super adaptoid if you really wanted to absorb one of the absorbing mans the oh the prime absorbing man that's interesting but outside of that it's really kind of lackluster it, it it's not as cohesive as it used to be when we had like future foundation and some of the older pieces so yeah i'm probably passing on ghost panther lilith is i think also interesting 75 points seven clicks the first time Lilith would be KO'd, instead turn her to click 7 and roll d6 equal to half the result. Okay, so she's got like a pseudo-stop click. It has protected pulse wave. Leadership, when Lilith uses it and succeeds after resolutions, generate a Lilin bystander. I, I'm getting to the point where I strongly dislike leadership-based pog generation. Mostly because it just takes it down a notch. You want to play it. You want to be able to uh, succeed with it, um, but you know you—you—it's a chance, and you may not hit the leadership when you need it. I know you can mitigate with tarot cards, but that's another chance of actually hitting that tarot card. Um, the bystander she creates isn't bad. Charge, precision strike, eleven for two, empower, combat reflexes, solid bystander. Steel energy, when Lilith uses it in heals, until your next turn she can use impervious even if this power is lost. She has no move and attack to start with. If you're trying to do it for the leadership, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> that is not reliable, to be honest. So, probably passing on regular Lilith. Prime Lilith, on the other hand, let's talk about this. 50 points, 5 clicks... Traded Enhancement and Empower, free. Place Lilith adjacent to another friendly character that shares a keyword with her. So just, she can kind of yeet across the map if you need to. Keep her in the back, because she does start with Plasticity, Poison, Mastermind, and Support. So keep her in the back if you need to, and if things get, you know, spooky. She could just poof, bamf herself over next to someone that shares a keyword and support him so that's pretty good then she has a trade power action once per game choose a character with the monster keyword on your sideline if that character's point value is less than the total point value of all characters in your ko area generate it on its starting click your opponent scores that character now instead of when it's ko'd so that's interesting it's a reviving mechanic they immediately score the character so you're not looking for something that's high points obviously looking for something monster based that's low points um immediately what comes to mind is if you want to bring back another like black lantern uh batman or something like that that's like 50 points right that you probably lost a batman and something else and so you could you could just power action and he's back they automatically score the points that's a little spooky you may 50 is probably the most I would go unless there's a, a specific combo that makes this nutty. Because they immediately score the points. So, who knows? It, it's a neat mechanic. It's one that's probably currently not playable. Unless there is a... You know, unless there is a... Uh, you know, some sort of trick that comes up that makes it work. Alright, so the first... I would say definitely meta piece is Kathan. So Kathan does two things. One, he's 300 points on his own, and he's 11 clicks with four stock clicks. So if you're playing Kathan, he is 
a big, big uh, just temple. You're not playing anything else on him. Um, he's unique. He's 10, 10 move, uh, sorry, 10 speed, 12 attack, 5 damage, triple target, Pensai. He's got shape change, mystical. Uh, he can't reduce penetrating, so there's that. Um, so you're probably not playing him at full. Like, you're, you're probably not. You might be okay at some tournaments if you want something easy, but even then you're probably not going to succeed very well. But that's probably not what he's mostly going to be used for. He does have sideline active at the beginning of the game. Choose a friendly character with the mystical keyword. This game, that character modifies its combat values plus one when that character is given an action token. If they're not named Cathan, deal them one unavoidable damage. So he would, at the beginning of the game, choose a friendly character with a mystical keyword. So he could choose himself. So he could just give himself bonus stats. So he'd be like a 13 for six. And so he's named Cathan, so he wouldn't deal himself damage, so that's solid. He has another one when a character chosen for Elder God, Demon of Darkhold, is KO'd. You immediately generate Cathan from your sideline or KO area on click one in the space that character occupied. If you do at the end of the next turn, you lose the game. <laughs> so uh, that trait should probably never be used. Uh, the fact that you just lose the game... The fact that you lose the game could actually lead to some really wonky scenarios. If you really think about it. Because if you are down on points, or, or say you're up on points for whatever reason, and you want to finish the game, and you want to take them out. So you're up to like, let's say 250 to 10 or something. They haven't been taking you out. They've got one figure left. You want to kind of coup de craw, coup de ta, and you want to just bring Cathan out and just take that shot, but you miss, and then you lose the game. You could be up, you could lose a game 250 to 10, but you technically lose it because you played this trait. So you never play the trait. Really, you're just doing it to choose a friendly character with mystical. I've gone through a lot of the mystical characters. There's really not much I want to put this guy on currently. That extra stat, the bump, uh, combat values plus is neat, sure. But the fact that you take one unavoidable, a lot of mystical characters are kind of uh, frail. We don't have a ton. Like, I think Black Adam might be one of the better ones. But even then, a lot of characters, you don't want to take damage. And when they're given an action token, they take it. It's not when you, whenever they get this. It's just whenever they get an action token. So that can add up fast. So you're looking for a mystical character that can either be supported quickly or has their own method of healing fairly quickly. And that is that makes it very slim pickings for mystical note. This could grow, obviously. We've got hopefully two years of this figure to play around with. So to keep it in mind, I, currently I just I don't know who I would play it on. I don't think there's an ideal person brother voodoo is next 43a he's got 75 points and 30 mind control toughness when brother voodoo hits mind control and hits after resolutions deal each hit character that made an attack and missed during the action one penetrating damage so he mind controls if they miss well they still take damage and then he's got an attack powers hold special attack powers hold dial free choose an opposing character within range of line of fire and give them a doll token 
token. When a friendly character with Mystics takes damage from an attack after resolution steal one penetrating damage to each opposing character with one or more doll tokens, then remove all doll tokens from the opposing character. That's neat. I mean, that's okay. He's like a um, like non-aggressive attacker because he's like a mind control dealing like a little bit of penetrating to you. But he has no move and attack. He does have prob at 30 points. That's okay. He does have shield, mystics. So he might fit on like a mystical Avengers team at 30 points just to give a prob and the shield. But he doesn't really do much else. So probably no to this brother voodoo. The other bro brother voodoo though, the prime 43B, has the same keywords. Avengers, Heroes for Hire, Howling Commandos, Midnight Suns, Shield, and Mystical. He's 45 points. Brother Voodoo starts the game with three Twisted Wish tokens free. Remove a Twisted Wish token if you do choose one. Deal an opposing character within range to penetrating damage. Okay. Cool. That's neat. Or heal any one character three clicks. When a Another trait. When a Twisted Wish token is removed from Brother Voodoo after resolutions, an opponent may choose one. Place any two characters friendly to their force into each other's squares, or remove an action token from any character. So, as cool as those Twisted Wish tokens sound, there are ramifications. If you do that, your opponent can either swap two characters, put them in each other's spaces, or just remove an action token. And then, once per game, when Brother Voodoo would be KO'd, you may instead remove a Twisted Wish token if you do roll d d6 and turn them to the resulting click number. Protected Pulse Wave. He also has Mind Control, Smoke Cloud, and TK. He is a very solid support piece. He's got TK, he's got Prob, he's 6 clicks for 45, so great value there. Not great value as in Walmart, but like he has great value. Mind Control's not bad, dual target, he sees through characters. The Twisted Wish token I think would need some testing, like just being able to deal too penetrating to someone within range and his range is four isn't bad you probably always want to keep one twisted wish token to keep him alive unless the game is getting down to the end you know just to have that extra like pseudo stop click but it really depends on the setup it might be too situational for brother voodoo to see a lot of play because being able to like swap characters just like place any two characters friendly to the force into each other's squares can be a little spooky right you could be damaging someone and they just swap to their attacker maybe you go around to their starting zone go around their attackers and then just they swap to their attacker back so who knows but he's okay the problem is his primes still have pretty decent competition right now next we have 044 ghost rider here is another pilot he is mystical and fantastic four um, or I guess she, it's Alejandra Jones. So pilot capabilities, we've read about that before. I'll read it one more time in case you didn't hear. When revealing your forces, you may choose a single base character on your sideline that has mystical or fantastic four keyword and turn it to any click. Ghost Rider can use the standard attack and damage powers displayed on that character's dial. When Ghost Rider is KO'd, before removing her from the map, generate the chosen character on its last non-KO'd click. This game, that character can't be healed or replaced and isn't scored when KO'd. Protected Pulse Wave. So it's neat. It's like a pseudo pick a power. We talked about it a lot more last week. But you get some decent op options here. 
the one option I keep defaulting to on a lot of these pilots is that uh, OP kit, Moon Knight, that's 200 points because he just does a ton as a pilot when he pops out. Um, unfortunately, right now he's kind of expensive because not a lot of people got that OP kit. But if you want to hear more selections of good pilots, stuff like that, I did do a deep dive with the rest of the Clickstaff folks on the Clickstaff podcast. Uh, just a fair warning on the Clickstaff podcast, there is sometimes we let out some foul language, so keep that in mind. Uh, but if you do want to listen to that, feel free. We do a big deep dive into pilot, and I kind of go through all the picks for most of these pilots. Another trait that Ghost Rider has is when Ghost Rider's KO'd, place her on her card instead of removing her from the game. The next time another friendly character with Rider in its name is KO'd, after resolution, place Ghost Rider from her card into the square that character last occupied on click 1. So if you're playing her with other Ghost Riders, if she dies, well she is KO'd, she's removed from the game, but she would go on a card, and if that character is KO'd, she comes back at click 1. That's okay. That's neat. Uh, problem is, is she's just not that great on her own. She's got hypersonic, she's got charge, and then she has a last three clicks as charge, flurry, ignore characters for movement purposes. But outside of that, it's she's not. It's not 75 point worthy. The pilot trade, I think, is what's playing a lot into this. A lot of these pilots are costing more, especially if they're offensive. Um, she does have Symbiote, which is interesting. Um, so, like, you could put her out there and she could be playing with some of these, like, you know, Carnage Silver Surfer and whatnot. So that is kind of interesting that she is Symbiote. But, I mean, you, you might want one. I don't know how much she cracks the meta. She is unique. So keep that in mind. This next one we won't spend much time on. It's, it's Rawhide Kid at 45, 50 points. He has super senses when he succeeds after resolution steal the attacker damage equal to rawhide's printed damage value okay neat um six clicks like i said running shot five range 11 for three precision strike when rawhide kid hits is a special damage power you may choose an unhit opposing character adjacent to the hit character if you do after resolution steal that character one damage okay i mean that's all neat but relying only on super senses doesn't feel great, in my opinion. Animal, pass, police, vehicle, okay. It's kind of one of those lackluster super rares that you're kind of like, oh, I got I got Rawhide. Woohoo. Up next is Headless Horseman at 46. Headless Horseman is interesting. 60 points for 8 clicks. Uh, pilot for Assassin and Soldier. That's neat. Headless Horseman can't be healed. Headless Horseman takes maximum of 1 damage from attacks if the character has, can use Blaze Claws, Exploit, Precision Strike, or has a positively modified damage value. Okay, that's a lot of characters. Like that, a lot of characters would only deal him 1. Um, downside is, no reducers outside of that. Like, that's it. So if they don't have one of those, they're just going straight through him. He's got Leadership Prob. Cool. That's great. Only phasing. Alright. The downside to him is that he is kind of... Like, he's okay. Like, he could pick some decent attack powers or uh, 
damage powers. Uh, there's no TK, unfortunately. I did look out there for, like, is there any assassin or soldier TKs? Because I could see Headless Horseman being a decent support piece. Leadership, prob, TK, that would be awesome. Relatively hard to kill. It doesn't exist. Um, you could give him a bike, right? One of the cycles, give him hypersonic. He does hit for four top dial. The problem I'm having, the more I look at it, is you're really relying on your attacker having blades, exploit, precision strike, or positively modified damage value. And sometimes that just doesn't happen. Like Carnage Silver Surfer, sure, they've got range combat expert. Positively modified damage value, so you only take one. Um, let's see, Prime Spidey, I think, has exploit. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone will have one of these. But I don't like relying on my opponent to have certain abilities for me to have defensive powers. Either way, it's a very cool sculpt. And you probably want to have a Headless Horseman because there is potential there. Like an army of them is kind of hard to kill sometimes. So keep that in mind. I think he's perfectly fine. He's just very borderline for me. Blade is uh, 90 or 60. This is 047 Blade. Avengers, Marvel Knights, Midnight Suns, Monster, Mystical, Vehicle. His pilot is for Blade or Monster keyword, so Monster is pretty big. He has an attack power, his whole dial, Blade's Calls Fangs. When Blade makes a close attack, after resolution, steal one penetrating damage to each opposing character adjacent to a hit character. Cool. Very cool. Uh, he also has two targets, so keep that in mind. Uh, that could come into play because when you make a close attack, obviously you can't use blades, but when you make a close attack after resolution, steal one penetrating to each opposing character adjacent to a hit character. That could that could be, you know, you could kind of spread that out a little bit. And then the last half of his dial, he has a special defense power, combat reflexes, super senses, but increase the result plus one for each of the following the attacker has or can use. Monster keyword, mystical keyword, and steel energy. So neat. 12 for 3. Okay. Decent sized charge, you can give him hypersonic, obviously. It's okay. It's kind of a charge piece, which I guess now every charge piece is a hypersonic piece. <laughs> but uh But yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, I just don't I don't know if I see it. We don't have a lot of blade pilots either. I think we got one blade. Oh three blade, I think, is the only one we have currently. Up next is 048 Ghost Rider, another pilot, this time Ghost Rider Midnight Suns, which I believe also Moon Knight, the 200 point Moon Knight fits on. This one is the um, kind of protection one in the sense that he has the King of the Underworld, Ghost Rider and adjacent friendly characters can use their powers regardless of opposing effects, protected pulse wave. So that's great, um, that kind of gets around Cosmo, you know, we don't have many power racers left. But we have Cosmo, we have Calendar Man, Leech is still around, and who knows what we get in the future. And he would kind of mitigate that. But he has 70 points, 7 clicks. He has Leadership, Hypersonic, Poison, Invincible, Team Player, Mystical. He has Traded, Regen, and Willpower. When Ghost Rider makes an attack before rolling, you may choose that this roll can't be rerolled or have its dice replaced. If you do... Ghost Rider deals penetrating damage, and after resolutions, deal him one unavoidable damage if he missed all targets. That's kind of neat. Being able to do penetrating damage with an attack 
is kind of kind of neat. Also, it's worthwhile if you're playing a bunch of against Saturnines or, uh, you know, I guess some Mr. Sinisters or something. It's like, well, the dice can't be rerolled or replaced. So I guess it doesn't work against Saturnine, but because your dice aren't being rerolled or replaced. But either way, um, there may be something to that. I don't know if I'm reaching for him at 70. Maybe, uh, you know, four range, dual target, moves through elevation and characters. Eh, maybe. He's maybe the be the better of the two super rare ghost riders. I think he's, he's okay. You probably want to have one just for that power protection. Um, because you'd be surprised how much we'll probably see Cosmo. The Cosmo is probably going to be everywhere. And then the final super rare that we have is 049 Phantom Rider. He is not a... does not have pilot. He is 75 points or 50. Traded shape change stealth when Phantom Rider uses shape change and succeeds. He can't be targeted this turn. So that means by anybody. And then once per turn for all characters with this trait. The trait is called Ride On. When Phantom Rider moves, after resolutions you may choose another friendly character with Rider in its name and move them up to four squares. Neat. And then the legacy trait. When Phantom Rider's KO, choose a friendly character. This game, the chosen character has range combat expert, shape change, and a minimum range of four protected pulse wave. So that's okay. Um, you're probably, you're definitely not playing him at 50 because he's only phasing in cap, ESD, and outwit. 75 points, he's a 12 for four with no attack powers so phantom rider is kind of i hate to say it kind of lack lackluster and maybe that's why people have you know because if i was going to look at if i was going to look at the super rares as a whole this is probably where the set falters a bit some of the pilots are great sure you got the two ghost riders hairless horseman uh, blade is okay um, but the two primes are kind of meh. Uh, you know, most... Actually, now that I think about it, most of the primes in the set aren't that great. And maybe that's why the set feels a little weird. Because I know going in, there's a little animosity on the set of, is it? Is this another War of the Realms? And the super rares aren't really helping it. Now, I think the chases make up for it. So let's jump into those. Um, the first one we got is... Ghost Surfer 050, Avengers Cosmic Monster Mystical Vehicle. So this is probably one of the first, uh, this chase definitely meta potential. The reason being is this trait. When Ghost Surfer moves after resolutions, generate up to four fire smoke terrain markers in any squares he moved through. Then make a close attack targeting an opposing character who has he hasn't attacked yet this turn occupying any fire terrain markers regardless of adjacency at the beginning of your next turn deal one damage to each character occupying those markers then remove those markers the key word there is he moves i guess it's not a key word but when he moves lowercase moves you then you make a close attack targeting an opposing character he hasn't attacked yet this turn occupying any fire terrain marker regardless of adjacency 
So there are other characters, we've talked about some, that put out fire to smoke terrain markers. It's any terrain marker, not just the ones he made. So he has a 200 point, which you're probably not playing, 100 point maybe, but you're probably playing him at 40. 40 has just 10 attack, 3 damage. Not much to write about, just 3 clicks. He does have another trait when an opposing character within range uses willpower and succeeds after resolutions deal them one penetrating, sure. And he has a special attack power, which I won't go into, just energy explosion, penetrating psychic blast, and damage dealt to opposing characters occupying fire terrain markers is penetrating. He does not have that on his 40 point click. He has it at like click 9 to 10, but not the top of 40. But the thought behind this character is the fact that you can have one or some other character with fire, you know, that can make fire smoke terrain, go across the map, drop the markers, and then you can have three ghost surfers in the back just hanging out. And then they could just sidestep and make a free attack targeting one of those characters in the fire terrain marker. Now it has to be one they haven't attacked yet this turn. So you could reasonably, he has a six range too, reasonably um, basically have the person go over, draw fire terrain markers, make some free attacks, and then make your ghost surfers move around however you want and make another attack. And then they could attack the other person. Um, the key thing is they, it's targeting opposing character they haven't attacked yet this turn so you can't just keep you know keep this ghost surfer churning a bit right because he does a monster you know so if you had like a moment well i guess uh, mole man's probably already uh retired at this point but basically anything that would make a move one or something like that he can't keep attacking the same person but there's potential there right there's potential to churn out kind of a factory of ghost surfers that are going to be continuously attacking your opponent pretty good pretty good like this is a definitely a meta level chase also a great sculpt like all these sculpts are like they've nailed it on these sculpts spider knight is next at 051 60 points has a unique charge charge when he uses an attack he may instead target an opposing character adjacent to any squares he moved through regardless of adjacency when Spider Knight hits a multi-base character, that character gains a mobile in range zero until your next turn. That is something to note. Then he has a special defense power invuln, super senses. He does a Spider-Man team ability and a special damage power prob once per turn when an adjacent friendly character would be targeted by an attack. If Spider Knight is not also a target of that attack, you may choose to have him become the target of that attack again. So like a pseudo mastermind, it's okay both those the special movement and special damage powers you want to keep tabs on going forward if we get into a meta where multi-base characters are everywhere and they're significant then maybe that joust comes in the, more into play and he's playable the whole subbing in for somebody if he was a little bit more beefy i would be all game for it but he isn't you know six clicks only involve super super senses that could be that could be eaten through pretty quickly. Slepnir, 52 point, uh, 50, 0, 52. He's got 125 and 60. He is a pilot for Odin, which we have no Odins right now, as guardian and deity. The interesting part of Slepnir, which makes him kind of meta, like right on the fringe, is his special movement power. Charge, when Slepnir uses it, after resolutions, you may generate the character chosen for his pilot trait 
from your sideline on its last non-KO click, and that character can make a close attack. If you do and hit after resolutions, return that character to your sideline on any click. Otherwise, remove that character from the game without scoring it. So that's cool. That's like more definite than some of the others we're about to talk about because you just slip near charges in and then you generate, you know, charges in, hits 10 for 3 because you're probably playing them at 60, not 125. So he, he gallops in, charges in, attacks 10 for 3, and then drops the pilot to make an attack, but you better hit because if you miss, the pilot's gone. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, it does say when Slepnir, uh, this is a damage special damage power he does have on click 60. Not click 60, but at the 60 point dial. When Slepnir or, or the character chosen for his pilot trait attacks, attack rolls of 8 are critical hits. Okay, neat. Critical hits, it's still knockback too. Neat. The reason why he's borderline meta, I think, is because if you have a good Asgardian or Deity, or maybe we get a good Odin at some point, uh, that can be used reliably to hit with a close attack, then maybe. It is a May, so when he uses that for resolutions, you may generate. So there might be instances you choose not to generate. Maybe they have a bunch of super sensitive shape change, and you're like, okay, I don't want to risk losing the pilot. But otherwise, I think it's possible, you know, anyone that generates more attacks, or has a capability of more attacks, I think is useful. So Slepnir, also beautiful sculpt. So Slepnir, absolutely, I think it's definitely got meta potential. Up next we have Namor. Uh, 0.53, he's got two point lines, 145.80. You're probably not paying the 145, because that only gives you three more clicks. It gives you another stop click, but 65 points is kind of a lot for just three clicks. Uh, Namor has traded Flurry. Flurry is free, but only to target characters occupying water. Okay. Hypersonic ability, which he only gets a top dial, so maybe you are paying 145. Hypersonic, when Namor moves after resolutions, he may generate a water terrain marker in a square he moved through. He ignores characters for movement. And then he has stop, impervious. If Namor occupies water terrain, he can reduce penetrating damage. Okay. Namor is one you're probably not reaching for unless you were trying to build a shark team. Like you have another, like maybe you pair him with a Black Lantern Aquaman who makes water terrain pretty easily. The biggest problem I have from last set and this set is who is, who is the water maker? Who is making consistent water? Because you have Camo, you have King Shark, you have Namor. You have a lot of water-based pieces that love like love water. Who's making the water? I know you can bring water terrain, you know, with your terrain markers, but I don't think we've seen a bigger than one block, one by one water terrain. Maybe there's a one by two, but I don't think so. So. I, I, I don't know. If there is, that's probably the only, only instance you're really wanting to reach for Namor. Is to play him on a team with like camo and whatnot. Even if you don't have that hypersonic ability, that's okay. Play him at 80, give him a bike. So he has hypersonic, because then he can hypersonic in, attack, flurry is free. 
and do 11 for 3. That's not bad. Not bad at all. And then he has a stop click. Um, it's really, though, only playable, in my opinion, on, like, teams built around water terrain and dolphin symbol. And I just don't, I haven't seen any. But we have an a tournament, so you know what? Hopefully that will change very quickly. All right, up next we have Wolverine 054. Wolverine, I think, is also very interesting. Um, he is pilot, Wolverine, Alpha Flight, X-Men, so solid. X-Men's awesome. Perfect. He's got a trade. When Wolverine moves, after resolutions, he may choose up to two non-debris terrain markers adjacent to any square he moved through and place them adjacent to himself. Okay, so he could disrupt some uh, King Killmongers, putting down some elevated, he could lay down some pools of lava, whatever, right? Hypersonic, when Wolverine uses it and hits after resolutions and until your next turn, hit targets modify speed minus three and can't use speed powers. Ooh, that's, that's pretty good. And then he's got a special damage power, which he doesn't have at the top of his 60 point click, but it's Battle Fury and Exploit. Um, the reason why I think he's interesting, he's got good keywords, Alpha Flight, Weapon X, X-Force, X-Men, Animal, Martial Artist, Soldier, and Vehicle. Uh, because he's got Vehicle, you can do Frenchie, like we mentioned before. Uh, I think that whole Debris Terrain Marker thing is kind of interesting. Like, 7 clicks for 60 points is good. Being able to kind of just drop some a pool of lava, or even multiple pools of lava on your opponent, hit them, and then get away. Like, make it where they modify speed minus three, can't use speed power, so no sty stepping out. Hey, that I think there's something to that. I don't, I don't know if it's amazing, but it's something. <laughs> He's a piece you definitely want to keep an eye out for. Uh, have him on your radar, at least think about him a little bit. But um, he, he's definitely, uh, definitely borderline as far as playability goes. Cap Wolf is one that I know a lot of people have been hyping up. I, I have been one of those he has pilot wolf on two wheels um i don't know why his says wolf on two wheels and not captain america monster maybe it just takes up too much space but the pilot could be captain america or monster keyword he has 90 points for seven clicks at the beginning of the game generate up to three 004 werewolves on the red starting line leadership when cap wolf uses and succeeds after resolutions he may generate an 04 werewolf on either starting line so you can make a bunch of werewolves. They're pretty good. Like, they're pretty good, especially if you hit well with that moon trait that we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, it's generate up to three at the beginning of the game, so you can opt to not generate any. On their red click, they have sidestep blades, battle fury. If they hit that moon trait and hit five and six, they would be an 11 attack flurry. So, hey, that's something to note about, especially if you hit a leadership in the enemy territory. You can... You know, that's a good 15 points, in my opinion. Um, the moon trait for him is what people are kind of raving about a bit. At the beginning of your turn, roll a d6 for all friendly characters with the moon trait. Cap Wolf can use the resulting effect until your next turn. 1 through 4, shape change. 5 through 6, free. Generate the character chosen for Cap Wolf's pilot trait on its last non-KO click, and that character makes an attack. After resolutions, return it to your sideline on any click. Because he has monster, obviously everyone's been talking about that legacy Hulk that could come out and hit somebody for six, I believe. Uh, you gotta hit that five through six on the moon, but it's a free action, so you could do that away. Free action, hit the moon at the beginning, or sorry, 
roll moon at the beginning of the turn, and then you can save that free action until you're in a better position. Uh, 90 points is kind of a lot, but he does a lot. He has um, Avengers, Mystics, Team Ability, and his special damage power is ESD, Invulnerability, and Super Senses, so he's not super easy to take out. Especially if you hit that shape change on turns, you don't want to do something. But the fact that it's a free, and you're just able to keep making that character, it's pretty good. Just be careful um, of not hitting a, a crit miss that you can't get out of with that sideline character, because you might end up KOing it, and that would be disastrous. Up next is Vengeance, 056. 120 points for only 7 clicks. He's got to do something, right? Spirit of Vengeance, which Vengeance attacks an opposing character that took damage from Mystic since your last turn. He deals penetrating. Okay. If a friendly character that dealt damage with from Mystics also had this trait, Vengeance increases damage dealt by plus one during that attack. That's not really that good unless your whole team has Mystics, which with this set is very possible, but your whole team really has to have Mystics for that to, to work. Special Movement Attack or sorry, movement power, hypersonic, when it uses it after resolutions, generate up to four smoke terrain markers and scores you move through. At the beginning of your next turn, even if this loss, deal one damage to each character occupying those markers and remove them. All right, so we have another character that is making fire terrain markers. Cool. He has a, on his last four clicks, he has a special attack power, steel energy. When Vengeance uses it, he heals an additional click for each etching token on the damage opposing character. Vengeance deals penetrating damage to characters with one or more action tokens. Okay, he deals more damage later down the dial. And then here's his special damage power on the first three clicks. Bone Chains. When Vengeance hits until your next turn, hit opposing characters can't reduce damage by more than one. So that's significant. Um, the problem is he's 120 points. That's not that spooky. Like, you could probably take him out relatively quickly, right? If you blank as Invincible, that's not that hard. But, what, two, three hits to get him out of Invincible, and then he's on Toughness, and then you, you just boop him on the nose and he's gone? So not a huge fan of Vengeance for that point value. He should have been a little cheaper. And then the final chase is Spirit Rider, 057. He has the same Spirit of Vengeance trait that I just read on Vengeance. He's 70 points, 7 clicks. He's got a special attack power, energy explosion, precision strike, pulse wave. When that, Those are all good powers. When, when Spirit Rider uses energy explosion or pulse wave and targets one or more uh, characters that damage friendly characters since your last turn, increase the damage dealt to hit characters by, plus, by one. Okay. That is... Uh... That's something that requires your opponent once again to do something, which I'm not a big fan of. I want to be able to do this from the get-go. And then he has a special damage power, probability control shape change. When Spirit Rider uses probability control to target a friendly character and the final result is a miss, after resolutions, remove an action token from that character. Okay. Like, those are all fine. For a chase, it just doesn't do anything super particular, but running shot with options of... Energy Explosion, Precision Strike, and Pulse Wave. Like, I love Energy Explosion, Precision Strike. That's great. So, like, that on its own is good. The problem is, he's outwittable. Or she's outwittable, it says Kushla. Um, super Senses, 
shape change. Those could be outwitted, so that's a little spooky. Yeah, I think overall, and this doesn't just go for Spear Rider. I guess it goes for most of the, ch some of the chases. Like, some of them, well, let's see. Not, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Let me think of it more of, this happens with most hero click sets. There's some of your really standout chases. Like, we just went through it with Notorious, where the Black Lanterns were, you know, pretty darn good. And then we get to the Deceased, which on paper looked good. Um... But, eh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, the, the chases in this set, there are a few that are neat, right? Like, Ghost Surfer, great. Slepnir, pretty good. Namor, eh, very, uh, very specific. Uh, Wolverine, very specific. Really, you're looking at the meta pieces, the meta chases, are probably Ghost Surfer, Cap Wolf. Slepnir is a close third. But we're not done yet. We've still got the two or three, I guess, play at home release date kits. We've got 098 Ghost Rider. 200 points. That's a big boy. Um, let's see. Summoning Hellfire when Ghost Rider hits or when a friendly character is hit by an opposing character. After resolutions generate a fire smoke terrain marker. We know how that all works. Traded Steel Energy and Willpower. Attack Power. Special Attack Power. Most of his dial. Poison. Quake. Giant Reach 4. When Ghost Rider uses Poison, opposing characters within four squares occupying or adjacent to any fire markers are considered adjacent and are dealt penetrating damage instead. Ooh. Okay. So his, his Poison does a decent amount. And then he's got three stop clicks. Stop, Invincible, Regen. Ghost Rider has Safeguard, Outwit, for I guess his whole dials, with, or his whole click when he's on that stop click. Not bad. You could do worse. No, he does on click three, four, get just Flurry. Nine, ten. Once again, Flurry. But 200 points, like 200 is probably where I want my tent pole. Because 100 points to kind of fill in with, you know, the Scott Porter, some equipment, stuff like that. That's pretty good. Like, that gives you enough for support pieces to kind of boost Ghost Rider up. You know, get a, get him someone that can have a ring, like a Scott Porter. Um, that's not bad. Like, out of Play at Home kits, a 200-point Ghost Rider that does 13 for 5 with Giant Reach 4, Hypersonic... Yeah, that's not bad. He has vehicles, so you could give put Frenchie on him if you really want. That would give him... Let's see, what would you take with Frenchie? I guess Precision Strike. Or Sidestep. He already has close combat, so you don't need that. So either Stealth... You know, Frenchie could give him some powers. That's a key thing to take away. So, not bad. All things considered. Werewolf by Night. 099. 75 points. He's got two... Separate clicks, like he's got clicks one through five, and then another one through five. They change different colors, you'll see why. He has a traded shape change, toughness, free, turn werewolf by night to this to the same click number of a different color. Cool. Uh, the one, one through five, the first set is just stealth, precision strike, combat reflexes, outwit. The next set is charge, blade, super senses, battle fairy, you kind of expected it. 
He has rise from the grave. When Werewolf by Night KOs an opposing character, generate a grave hindering terrain marker. Once per game, when Werewolf by Night would be KO'd, you may instead place him in an unoccupied grave marker. If you do, turn him to the blue click for, then remove that marker from the map. Protective Pulse Wave. Okay. Then he has two stop clicks, one on each of his, like, one through five dials. Stop, impervious. When this power is first revealed, after resolutions, generate a grave hindering terrain marker and turn Werewolf by Night to blue click four. This game, Werewolf by Night can't use his full moon trait or heal. Okay, so he's got a little bit like a, it's a stop click. It's not bad. Gives him some longevity. It's definitely an interesting play at home piece. Uh, some of these play at home pieces have been kind of lackluster. Um, so it's good to see that we got another one uh, that is actually playable. <laughs> uh, you're not just buying the kit just to get the map, right? And then the last one that we have before Legacy is, oh, we have another blade. I miss, I miss this one. Uh, number 100, 50 points, the Daywalker. Steel energy, willpower. When blade uses willpower and succeeds, heal him one click. Cool. And then a trait, or that was a trait. Here's another one. Jason friendly characters that share a keyword with blade have the PD team ability. All right. And then he has a special movement power for his, for his first three clicks, flight and hypersonic. Okay. This is more of a, a, win, a play at home or, you know, OP kit one is that it's 50 points. It's okay. Doesn't do anything amazing, but, you know, it's there. You know, not bad. All right, let's get to the legacy because those are much more interesting to talk about. First up for the legacy, we have L004 Ghost Rider. This one's also a pilot, has Ghost Rider and Future. He has two traits. Uh, one of them, I'll go ahead and say, is the Spirit of Vengeance trait. We've talked about that. He also has Ghost Rider of the Future. Ghost Rider may replace his attack value with the attack value displayed on the character chosen for his pilot trait, which is good because he has bad attack values. If the chosen character has a standard power display that Ghost Rider also has displayed, Ghost Rider modifies the corresponding combat value by plus one. Okay, interesting. It's 50 points for seven clicks. That's not bad. Problem is, is his dial is really bad. Um, he does have charge the first three clicks, but then he just goes to stealth, and then his defensive power after click one is... The stats are just 16, 16, 15, 15, 14, 13. Like a 13 defense is just really 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 bad so probably not playing this ghost rider unless something crazy comes out pilot wise for like future you, you could probably pass next up we have jack and lantern l020 40 points this is a sinister syndicate kind of odd that he's thrown into here it feels like he should have been in the spider-man set exploding pumpkin head once per game when jack lantern would be ko'd by an opposing effect Instead, turn him to click one, and after resolution, steal an opposing character within range, three damage. Cool. So he is a effectively 40 points for 10 clicks, because he's five clicks. He gets KO'd. You turn him to click one. Cool. Uh, the problem is, is there's not much to write home about the rest of him. He's just a running shot, energy explosion, three damage, 16 defense. He ignores hindering for line of fire purposes maybe i could see it on a sinister syndicate team where you kind of just throw them out there more sinister syndicate kind of you know 
has a lot of functionality, a lot of cohesiveness between all the units, giving out different powers and whatnot. So, yeah, maybe with Jack-O-Lantern, uh, that's, a, that's a tough call, though. I, I, it would have to be a really interesting Sinister Syndicate team for me. Satana Hellstrom, 50 points, L034. A trait, steel energy, when an opposing character occupying a square with a fire smoke terrain marker begins to move or is placed. After resolutions, you may roll up D6, 4 through 6. Place the fire terrain marker in the square they now occupy. Uh, the attack power. Uh, so that, that fire terrain marker thing is good to keep keep it under them. Uh, smoke cloud, but uh, Satana Hellstrom may generate fire smoke terrain markers instead if no other fire terrain is on the chosen square. At the beginning of your next turn, deal one damage to so it details how it deals damage. Cool. And then she has shape change, but succeeds on a four through six, but that could just be outwitted. That's okay. If she had some more support powers, I'd be game. Uh, her manipulating the smoke clouds is pretty neat. Like being able to put fire smoke terrain markers around more freely is nice. Long dial, seven clicks for 50 points. The problem is I need her to do more. Uh, if she had like a TK, had a, you know, think of her more as a support piece, I feel like I would be more on board than I am currently. She's like kind of close to there to work with that kind of ghost surfer that I was talking about earlier. Up next is Jennifer Kale, L042, 35 or 30. That's kind of weird. Um, I guess they had to give her another click number. Um, a trait, Grove of the Man-Things, when establishing thing teams, friendly characters with Man-Thing thing in their name gain all of Jennifer Kale's keywords. Her keywords are Battle World, Weird World, Champions, Midnight Suns, Mystical, and Ruler. I don't know what much I guess they're getting champions. That's kind of weird. When Jennifer Kale would be hit, you may place a friendly character with Man-Thing in its name in an adjacent square, and it becomes a target of the attack instead, even if Man-Thing would be an illegal target. So that super rare Man-Thing we talked about, that would work well with that because he does take uh, just one from attacks, can't be healed. So they kind of work in tandem. I like that. A friendly characters within three squares, this is another trait, have friendly characters within three squares have opposing characters, combat values, except range, can't be modified when attacking this character or being attacked by this character. Cool. And then a special damage power when an opposing character within range generates a bystander, you may generate a copy of that bystander. If you do, KO any other bystander generated this way. Ooh. That is interested. Interested. Interesting. That is very much like uh, the green... Was it green light? Green it was one of those green lanterns that we got forever ago in like Rebirth. Um, but for a lot more points. In a world with rings where all the constructs are considered bystanders, that is interesting. She does have a six range. She's relatively easy to KO, but you know, uh, well, I say that, but if you're playing with a man thing, which we, I think there's only two options, there's the super rare man thing, and then there's uh, a legacy one, which we're about to talk about. That is interesting. Like she could see some play and I think surprise some people with what she does with that. Up next is Black Talon, L043. 
uh, 45 points. He's got traded mind control. Definitely a step down from the previous Black Talon, who was nutty, but does have a special damage powers whole dial. Power. Generate a character not already chosen for this effect from any KO area adjacent to Black Talon on any click it could have been on this game, and it becomes friendly to your force. One, one at a time, in any order, that character may move and or make an attack. After resolutions, remove that character from the game without scoring it and deal Black Talon one unavoidable damage. That is really cool. Like, that's very cool. I think Black Talon could see play on the right teams. Because it, it could be on any point, right? A generated character not already chosen for this effect. Make it adjacent on any click it could have been on this game. And it becomes friendly to your force. So, that's interesting. Like... I don't know if you really want to play it where you're you're bringing in your own people. It makes more sense if you take out a, like a friendly, you know, one of their Carnage Silver Surfers, you're able to kind of bring another one in. Like, to take that Carnage Silver Surfer and use it. All of that's interesting. I think Black Talon is definitely one you want to keep an eye on. I could see people utilizing that. Um, I could see them utilizing that. I think it's it's pretty strong. Not as strong as it was before, but strong. Next, we have Ghost Rider L046. You know, I wonder, I guess it matches... Yeah, I guess the number they have matches the number they had in the last set. I was wondering where the numbers came from. Ghost Rider. Um, Rider for hire is a trait free once per game. Make an attack. <laughs> okay. Neat. Special attack power. Poison. He's 80 points. Uh, free. Choose an opposing character within three squares with two action tokens and deal them one penetrating damage. And then a damage power. Close combat expert. Prob control. Solid. Um... I don't think I'm reaching for him. I don't know if... Uh... Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm really... Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm really going for that. I think he's a little too over-costed. 80 points. Yeah, he doesn't do enough for me. Man-Thing and Howard the Duck. This is what's interesting. So, Pilot, Howard the Duck, obviously, and Animal. 80 points for 8 clicks. He has 3 stop clicks on his attack power. His last 3 clicks have stop. Man Thing and Howard the Duck can't be targeted by non-adjacent characters. So, that's interesting. Uh, then he's got a special damage power on his first 3 clicks. Prob control when Man Thing and Howard the Duck uses it to target a friendly character making an attack and the final attack is a miss after resolutions the target may make an attack and then man thing and howard the duck deals penetrating damage okay cool dolphin symbol only phasing you'd have to give it some sort of uh you know one of the cycles but the point values aren't there i think jennifer kale's the only reason you'd really play this thing unless there's something i'm missing with like an animal pilot but it's an okay, okay legacy. Two-Gun Kid, L049, 35 or 20. Um, at first glance, you're like, ew. Um, but at 20 points, traded prop, Avengers past vehicle, 
He's got a special movement power only on the 20-point line. He doesn't have it on 35, which is odd. Which is flight, ignore characters for movement, running shot, but don't have speed. And then he's got a special attack, his whole dial. At the beginning of your turn, choose an effect for two-gun kid to have until your next turn. Modify damage plus one, precision strike, and then range, make two ranged attacks. Okay. Or range, like big range. Make a range attack targeting all opposing characters within range and line of fire instead of normal damage. Each hit character is given an action token and dealt one damage. Oh man, hold up. He's got a 13 reach effectively because playing him at 20 points. He's got flight, running shot, but don't have speed. So he's got seven movement and a six range. You can choose the modified damage by one. He has precision strike. And when he uses that running shot, he can make two ranged attacks. He's only got a nine attack. He's got Avengers TA, so that would boost it to a 10. And you can use Perplexes to get him even higher. I don't hate that because that's 20 points. To cross the map, like have a 13 reach for 20 points? That's kind of nutty. And he's got Vehicle, which you could funny enough put Frenchie on him if you really wanted to. And Traded Prop. Oh boy, I actually really like Two-Gun Kid. I did not consider this a good... I didn't think about him at first, but... If he is only 20 points for four clicks, and he has all of that stuff going. Precision strike, running across and just dealing three damage precision strike and hitting twice. That's not bad, and you could give him RCE somehow. There's multiple ways to give RCE. I don't hate it. I actually really like Tukan Kid. I did not see the 20 point line, I only saw 35, and I was like... Oh, well, not a good speed value. Like, no speed in attack, but move and attack. But Tugan Kid, I think, is arguably one of the better legacies out there. Hella is a 043, a 053A, 95 points. When a standard character is a trait, when a standard character is KO'd, after resolutions, you may heal Hella one click, generate a grave hindering terrain marker in the square the character last occupied, and then power action, generate a... 006 zombie in a square of any grave terrain marker on any starting line a reminder of the zombies they are not very good if it was generate a werewolf i'd be game but they are not they are not 20 points three clicks i don't think they do enough uh maybe to pop in in, in power but ugh. Special movement power, but only on her middle four clicks is mind control, and she has two targets when she uses it, and she deals each character hit that action, one penetrating. That's cool. Uh, that includes the targets of her mind control and any characters that were hit as a result of the mind control. And then the last three clicks is exploit, but it, don't worry about it because it's the last three clicks. Hell is not very good, unfortunately. If the zombie was better that she could bring in, then awesome. Up next is Daredevil. Um, right off the bat, what I will say about Daredevil is he's going to get fixed. He's going to get an errata, so don't get too excited about him. I still think he's going to be good. He has a trait. He's got three lines, 30, 20, and 10. When Daredevil starts the game, turn him to any starting line and give him a stump token for every 10 points of his cost. When Daredevil would be KO'd, 
If he has any stunt tokens, you may instead remove one and turn him to any start line. If you do, roll a d6. Roll a 1, give Daredevil an action token. 2 through 6, Daredevil gains immune until your next turn. So it kind of harkens back to this is the, the biker Daredevil from Earth-X who was really, really good. This harkens back to that kind of don't die thing. But instead of having to roll 4s, I think, or whatever the number was, 1s, uh, he just you pay how many points kind of like haha joker was but that's not all of this trait he also has daredevil is not scored when ko'd when a stunt token is removed from him your opponent scores 10 points protected pulse wave the reason why this is going to have to be eroded is because the way it's worded now daredevil is not scored when ko'd it's a may to remove stunt tokens so it says when daredevil would be ko'd if he has any stunt tokens you may instead remove one and turn into a starting line so if you pay 30 points, you play him, he gets KO'd. He takes two damage, because each click that he has only has two. Takes two damage to get rid of a token. If you do that, you could say, I paid 30 points for this. I'm not going to remove any stunt tokens. I'm just going to KO him. And then based off of the wording, Daredevil's not scored when KO'd. So you could technically play 10 of these, because he's the, the, the ring says he's unique. Or like he he should be unique, but he is not marked as unique, unfortunately. Um, like his dial, his figure is unique. He also has the wrong keywords, which I think will be fixed. He has hell as keywords. So as of right now, you could play a team of ten of these at three hundred points, and you would not give up any points. Your opponent could KO all your characters. Now the key thing is, is if they KO all your characters, I think they do inherently win because you have no more characters, so the game is over. But you could play, you know, a don't die piece, like a Catwoman, and then that's, what, 90 points-ish? And then play nine of these? I'm doing my math way wrong. Uh, you, would, you would play seven of these. And anytime they KO'd them, don't remove a stunt token, and they would not die. Or they would die, but not give up points. Obviously, this is going to get eroded. I, there's no tur major tournaments before then, and usually they do erratas and clarifications either on release day or a week after release day. Um, this will get fixed. Obviously, what needs to happen is if you choose to KO him, you remove any stunt tokens. That's all that needs to change. I think the mechanic is good. The thing is, is that if he is KO'd, if you choose when he would be KO'd, you, if he has any stunt tokens, you may instead remove one. Like, keep that option in there in the event that you don't want to keep bringing him back. But just say if he is KO'd, he just has to remove all stunt tokens. Um, because right now that, that one line is missing. He does have traded super senses, and he can't be chosen for Mastermind for obvious reasons. Super good piece. Even when they fix him, still incredibly good piece. Uh, if they don't fix his keywords, I hope they don't, because those are probably better keywords than he has, or will have. <laughs> Up next is Witch Queen Lefay. 100 points, 60. Two options. L056. She has traded leadership perplex when Witch Queen Lefay uses leadership and succeeds after resolutions generate a scroll dugger bystander. Once again, another leadership-based generation. Not a fan. Another trait opposing character combat values except range can't be modified when attacking or being attacked by Witch Queen Lefay or a friendly Scroll Dugger. 
Okay. And then she has running shot, mind control, opposing characters within range. Can't use battle fury. Okay. The scroll doggers are... They have the scroll TA, flight, they're giant. They have just charged blades in Vol'n. Not bad. I was ex hoping a little bit more just because she was amazing before. Or she was really good before. Uh, they went a different direction. Maybe at 60 points. But otherwise, she's probably a pass, unfortunately. Next up, we have Hammer. L059. Uh, passenger 0. And Enhancement. That's because he flies, but he's in kind of his hover tank. Makes sense. He couldn't carry anybody. He's got traded super senses. When Hammer uses it, increase the result by plus one for each other attack that has been made this turn. So you want to attack him first, otherwise he keeps getting bonuses. He does have a pick a power. Free. It's a attack power. Free. Choose a standard attack power. Hammer can use the chosen power this turn. Okay. Leadership. Outwit. Cool. On a, a special damage power. Free, choose an opposing character with four squares in line of fire. The chosen character can use Earthbound Neutralize until your next turn. The only downside for Hammer right now is that he only has six-pack soldier and vehicle. That's the big negative for him. For 40 points, he's well worth it. Having leadership outwit, like a potentially super-duper senses, he's got enhancement. He can't carry anyone, but he could choose TK. He could choose Pulse Wave. He could choose... Uh, pen side precision strike because he's got a six range 11 for two like these are all good things think of valeria richards what she used to do from the fantastic four set hammer could do and i love it i think he's great um he does enable soldiers soldier like i mentioned before doesn't have a tk when i was talking about headless horseman hammer does you just can't use him for pilot because it has to be displayed but if you're playing a soldier team, soldier's a fairly decent keyword, he gives you at least a TK for it, which is useful. So, Hammer's pretty good. And last but not least is the Iron Man we've seen a long, long time ago. Uh, L062, I am Iron Man, energy shield deflection impervious, Iron Man can reduce penetrating damage, force blast, leap climb, sidestep is the special movement power in the last three clicks. He's only eight clicks long. Energy Explosion, Penetrating Psychic Blast, okay? And then Special Damage Power, basically improved targeting everything, but not through blocking, just um, destroy blocking. And then free, choose one for Iron Man to use until your next turn, Outwit, Arrange Combat Expert. So you can get him up to a 12 or 5, cool. He's 120 points, he can be outwitted, uh, which is not great, but... He's not bad. Avengers, Stark Industries, Armor, Scientist, pretty decent keywords. I don't know if he's really cracking the meta with what we have out there, but he's not bad. So that is it for Wheels of Vengeance. Um, a lot of interesting figures out there. The Legacy, surprisingly, is pretty solid. There's quite a few pieces out here that I'm glad I own. I'm glad I have a Daredevil. I'm glad I have a Hammer. I don't have two-gun kid. I need to maybe pick up a few because I still kind of like Avengers. I know I am big on the Gotham City Underworld, but he does have Avengers. So having an army of them isn't necessarily bad. But overall, the set, how would I rate it? Um, I've never done like a set rating before, but if I were to rate it, 
probably give it like a C plus, B minus. Uh, there were some misses on the figures. There's not overall arching theme. Like Notorious, we had kind of big overarching themes. And I would give Notorious like a B plus at this point or an A minus. Wheels of Vengeance instantly for me gets a negative just because I don't like the concept of four, four figure boosters when there's clearly enough room in the booster for another figure. But I do think the pilot mechanic's good. I do think some of the figures in here are interesting and like we'll have a splash. I like the two cycles, the motorcycle and the hell cycle. I think they're both good. I just think there are a lot of misses. I think most of the primes are misses. I think a decent amount of super rares outside of the pilots are misses. But the chases, the legacy, the pilots, the hell cycle, motorcycle bump it up enough to where I think it's kind of like a B minus if I were to call it today. But either way, on Wednesday, be sure to go out and get the figures for release. If you haven't already got some for pre-release, um, try to pick up, you know, make sure you pick up your Hell Cycles and Motorcycles, pick up some of the figures you want. Um, I don't think, outside of the chases, I don't think most of these are going to go for incredibly high prices. So you should be able to get most of what you want. Maybe Cathan will be a little pricey, but he is a unique but that'll do it for this episode of G-Wiz. Thanks for sticking through this like hour and a half episode. Um, my set review episodes do typically go a little long, but uh, hopefully I gave you some good listening to listen to uh, as you debate Wheels of Vengeance. I will see you guys on Monday for Dice Master Monday. So you guys have a wonderful weekend. See ya.